You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hi, this is Lee Balkum. Thank you for joining me for this weekly podcast. I appreciate you being here. I'm glad you're listening. It is Halloween season, and that started making me think about Halloween themes, and I had a recent event that really brought that to my mind, so I wanted to talk some about how marriages sometimes get infected with the zombie virus. You might have noticed how often zombies are in media these days, this hit TV shows and hit movies all based on the fact that these zombies have taken us over and, and are the undead or the dead, the living dead, the clearly dead or however they are in that particular film. One of the, the ideas I like best is the, the virus has created, these mutant virus has created these zombies and it started making me think about how does that fit into our real life? And let me tell you how I saw it just recently. I just got back from a conference. The conference was in Las Vegas. Now, if you've ever been in Vegas, and I've only been a couple of times, you may have noticed something that's very very familiar. No matter where you go in the hotel, you have to pass through the casino. So at this conference, I would have to walk from my hotel room to the conference center right through the casino. And then when it was time to go take a break to go eat, I would have to walk from the conference room right through the casino to get to any of the restaurants. And at break time, when I wanted to go get a cup of coffee, right through the casino. It's as if the hotel really wanted me in that casino. Now, a couple of things I noticed about that. One is that the casino has no windows and no clock. In other words, no way of referencing time. More than that, no matter when you walk in, you notice that it feels, the lighting just kind of feels like it's nighttime, like it's evening, like it's time to be doing this gambling thing. And so as I was walking through, I was with a colleague and we were walking through and I said, hey, do you believe in zombies? And he looked at me and said, well, not really. Why? And I said, because they're real. And he said, ah, how do you know that? I said, look around. And if you took a minute to pause and look at the people who were playing, who were there to have a good time, they looked like they were anything but. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people at Las Vegas that are not having grand times. I'm not saying that, but what I witnessed were people staring blankly with vacant looks in their eyes, often with a cigarette in one hand, a drink in the other hand, and managing to push button after button on the machine in front of them over and over, locked in on that machine, dead to the world around them. The expression on their face would not have told me they were having a good time. Now, I can't tell you what was going on on the inside. I can only tell you what I noticed on the outside, which caused me to really start thinking, and here's why. This conference was full of people who were fully alive. Now, I'm not talking about people who are acting perfectly or doing great in life or anything else, but they were people who were there because they have a message they want to share with the world because they want to change the world. In other words, they're living a life on purpose. And so I was surrounded in this environment in a, in a big ballroom full of people who were all focused on the speakers who were there to help us figure out better ways of writing, better ways of communicating, better ways of sharing our message with the world. Mine being how to save a marriage, but others had lots of different ways. Now, 
It's an imperfect crew. I'm not saying that the, the, the difference was these bad people out doing one thing and the good people in the room. I'm saying a room of alive people and a room of people looking vacant and absent. And it struck me about how we do that in life, how we get to the place where we are infected day to day by the zombie virus. You may have seen uh, the picture of uh, people. You know, it says that how we're always worried about the zombies overtaking us, and they must have. And the picture is of a crowd of people all looking down at their phone, deadly shuffling along the street. They have become zombies to the distraction. Now, because of the way I look at the world, I thought about this in terms of relationships. And I started thinking about marriages and how they're infected sometimes with the zombie virus. Do you know what I mean? Maybe you've experienced yourself that place where the relationship has become kind of the deadened, kind of the disconnected, the grunts at each other, the staring away, the, the not noticing and not being a part of the relationship that often happens with marriages that are in trouble. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about, that look? So I thought about it, and I thought, you know, being that it's Halloween, maybe we ought to talk about how you deal with the infection of the zombie marriage, how you keep it from happening, what it looks like, and what you might be able to do about it. Because you see, I think that the reason our society is so obsessed with zombies right now is because we are such a disconnected world right now. We get infected in a zombie-like way to the world around us. And we begin to draw others into this. And we begin to spread that infection. Whatever it is that's that distraction, it draws us in. And there's this idea of how emotions are contagious. And emotional states are contagious. And the lower the emotional state, the more likely it is to spread. It's much easier to spread depression and anxiety than it is to spread joy and contentment. That's the nature of the contagion of emotions. So when we're around those who are down, it tends to pull us down more than the fact that when we are around those who are up, it pulls us up. But it can work both ways. And in a relationship, in a marriage, it pulls against each other. And sometimes we pull each other into the zombie world of distraction and unalive. And so there I was in this conference where I was walking into a room where people were in a zombie-like state, there to have a good time. I mean, they had paid lots of money to be there, and were paying lots of money for the drinks, and were paying lots of money to the casino in their losses. And yet I couldn't find a trace of enjoyment on their faces. Again, they may have been having the time of their lives, but you would never know it. And yet I walk into a room full of people who were alive, that doesn't mean they were all being successful in sharing their message, but they had somewhere they were trying to get to, and that's an important piece. Meaning and purpose in our lives, being purpose-driven, inoculates us from the zombie state that's around us. Having a purpose keeps us showing up in life, pushing forward, not being distracted. That doesn't mean it's 100% true. We all have distractions. We all have places where we're caught up in things that might pull us away from our central focus. But I'm talking about an experience of seeing both extremes and asking the question, what keeps one in one state and what keeps another in the other state? 
So let's talk about that in terms of your marriage. Can you look at that and see that it's fully alive, that it's fully engaged, that both of you are really showing up and being yourselves and being present in that relationship? Or would you say that there are parts of your relationship that have joined the walking dead, that have joined the not quite still alive, that have joined that place of zombie experience? So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. There are some symptoms to becoming a zombie-infected marriage. One symptom is the shift that can happen when we go from the, the frame of working on trying to show the other person how much you love them to trying to figure out how they're showing their love for you. I think back about when I watch relationships and how they develop. Relationships start and grow from a place of asking, how can I show my love to you? Right? I mean, that's, and when you talk about the early dating, all the way through, it's usually all the way through the marriage ceremony, at least, and sometimes past it, hopefully past it, we're reaching out, trying to show our love. That's how it accelerates, right? That's what keeps us in an alive relationship. I'm trying to show my love to you. You're trying to show your love to me, and we build on each other, and the connection builds, and it begins to be more and more passionate and more emotive. And we want to do that more and more. And then at some point, a shift happens. When we marry someone, we are generally wanting to show that we love that person. There could be some other reasons behind it. But that's a piece of that commitment to say, I want to show you I love you by spending the rest of my life and promising to do that in front of all these people. That's a marriage. That's the beginning point of a marriage. And then if you fast forward just a little bit, sometimes we get to the place where we're asking, how are you loving me and why aren't you doing more of it? Then the infection begins. That's a symptom of moving towards that zombie infection of a marriage. Because when you shift from what can I give to what am I getting, you will always find a lack And when there is a lack, you will pull back yourself. We respond with feeling like we're not getting enough by not giving enough. And that plays off of the two people over and over until the relationship has lost its energy. It's become infected. It's become a zombie. Fortunately, there's an antidote to this particular symptom. What would happen if both people decided to constantly and consistently reach out and try to show the love to the other person. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Two people doing that. Two people saying, hey, let's keep showing each other how much we love each other. But there's another option. When a marriage is already caught by the zombie virus, it's already infected and it's already started that path, one person can choose to make that shift. One person can begin to reach out towards the other person. One person can say, what can I do to help in this relationship? One of my coaches, my now has left me, but was a, co- a relationship coach on our team, said that his marriage turned around when he stopped asking, what am I getting out of this? And started asking, what can I put into this? And he did that consistently, and it turned the marriage around. It fought back the infection. It cleaned out the virus, and the relationship came back to life. So another symptom of a zombie-infected marriage 
is one where more and more time is spent distracted from each other and focused on other things, focused on career, on children, on bills, on sports, on hobbies, friends, media, computers, phones, whatever else pulls your attention away from a spouse. Now, let me be very clear here. There is nothing wrong with having other areas in your life. In fact, I think it's important to have other other areas that bring energy into the relationship. So it's not about time, and it's not about having nothing else in your life. It's about the priority being placed on the relationship. Which will I choose? To look at my phone, to look at the TV, or to focus on my spouse? Which will I choose? To spend those extra hours that I don't have to at work, doing busy work? Or coming home to my family and coming home to my spouse? What do I choose? Spending another day with a hobby or carving out some time with my spouse. Remember, it's not about time. It's about priority. When we lose our priority on the relationship, it's going to be taken up by something else. Something always fills the vacuum. And as the vacuum is filled, it will be filled with these distractions. It never fails. So when we keep our priority on the relationship, we fight back the infection. But we can also switch our priority. That's the cool thing about we being fully alive humans. We can choose how we're going to live out our priorities. We can make a choice on how we carry that forward. We can say, you know what? These other areas are important in my life. But they don't have the priority of my marriage. My belief is that in a family, the number one relationship is the married couple. Everything else not in time, but in priority, falls behind that. Some people say to me, wait, the kids need my priority. I would disagree. The kids may need your time, but the primary relationship in any household is the couple, and when that changes, it begins to suffer. Hear that again. Anytime it changes, it will begin to suffer. It's not that kids might require more of our time. It's just whether they're the priority. If we focus on children in a relationship, if we focus on children in a family and they become the priority, we raise narcissistic children who will then go and create narcissistic relationships. If we model for them a marriage where the two people make a priority of that relationship, knowing the family will follow behind that relationship, if it's strong, the family will be strong. You teach them that, and they go out and they build the same kind of relationship. So the priority in the family becomes the married couple. Not time, but priority. How we choose. Sometimes I tell people that they need to have a partnership meeting once a week with their spouse. And nothing can get in the way of it. And then they come back and they report to me that they had a meeting somewhere else and so they they scheduled over it or they decided to go and meet a friend to play golf or to play tennis or to have coffee or something else got in the way. And I realized just then they proved the priority. They were not placing a priority on that meeting and therefore on the, the marriage. They were instead placing the emphasis somewhere else. So the infection begins when we allow ourselves to be distracted away from the primary relationship in the household, the marriage. The antidote is very simple. We reprioritize the marriage. It may take some effort. It may take some time. It may break some habits we have. 
but when we reprioritize, the relationship has a chance to come back. Remember, whenever we create a, create a vacuum, something will come into it. And so when we create a vacuum where only the good stuff comes in, the relationship can come back and, and has a new priority. One of the things we often miss is when a marriage is hurting and both people are at that angry point, that angry, hurt, resentful place. What they're really still wanting is connection. And when we provide the connection, it often revives the relationship and brings it back to life and clears out the zombie infection that often overtakes a relationship. Another symptom of a zombie marriage is when we show up less and less. When I say show up, I mean to be really present in a conversation. You know how that that place is? You know, when somebody is is really paying attention to you, when they're really involved in the relationship with you, when they're really involved in the conversation, that's what it means to show up. But what I notice over time is sometimes we lessen the points of showing up until we get one of those symptoms in the marriage, the zombie grunt. Do you know the zombie grunt? When you say, hey, you know, I really had a rough day and I'm really, really tired, and the spouse goes, uh, uh, or... This, your spouse says to you, gosh, I've got all this stuff to get done and it's just overwhelming. And you say, uh, yeah. that's the zombie grunt. And when couples start using it with each other, you know the infection has begun to spread. Sometimes you can see it when one spouse is talking to the other and that one spouse who's listening, and I put that in quotations, is watching the TV, reading the paper, looking at their tablet, looking at the phone, looking somewhere else, and only grunts in reply. That's the zombie grunt that will tell you that the family is infected, that the marriage is infected with that zombie virus. So what do you do as an antidote? You show up. You make sure that you're involved in those talks. You make sure you're listening. Remember that there are two distinct levels to a conversation. There's the content level and the process level. Content's the facts, the words that people use, what you say. Process are the feelings behind it, the ideas and emotions that are behind it. And there's always two levels going on. And sometimes when we don't attend to the process, we're really missing that that's what the content is pushing. If you're at work and you're talking with a coworker, it may be very important to have a, a content conversation about the facts of what needs to get done and how long a paper needs to be and what's left to be done in the project and all of those details. But when you're with your spouse, process becomes very important. Looking for the emotions behind it becomes crucial. And when you show up, when you attend to the process When you listen for what's behind the words, when you show up, you fight back the infection. Now, you have to be very careful because sometimes what happens in the infection is we start catching it from our spouse. You know, our spouse is doing the grunts and our spouse is doing the non-attentive stuff. And so we decide to do that too. But when we do that, all we're doing is speeding along the infection. We're not fighting it. We're speeding it along. We're bringing it in. We're making it more possible for us to have a deeper and deeper infection. So to fight it out, it's very simple. 
You clear up and you strengthen the immune system from the virus simply by showing up, choosing to show up, making it an intentional that you're going to show up. Another symptom of the zombie-infected marriage is an absence of emotions, especially the higher emotions. As emotions begin to go missing, we become numb, and as we become numb, we engage less and less. We withdraw and pull back. Remember, one of the uh, symptoms of a zombie is they show no emotion. And whatever emotional you do see, it's angry, right? And it's attacking, and it's showing the negative parts. Other than that, they're pretty much without. When we talk about emotions, that's the realm of the fully alive and truly engaged but what happens between a couple is that the contagion begins with anger that's not dealt with, that resentment that's not dealt with. And remember that anger and resentment are really only only manifestations of hurt. Hurt is what's the emotion. Anger is outwardly expressed and resentment is what happens when anger is not dealt with. And when that happens over and over and it's not dealt with, It begins to push away the higher emotions of joy, of contentment, of gratitude, of enjoyment of each other, of love. And it begins to go to lower emotions. And over time, we get so tired of the lower emotions, we begin to cut those off. We numb them out. We distract ourselves. We find some other way of coping. And then we're no longer fully present. We're no longer fully alive. We're moving into the realm of the zombies, And our marriage is beginning to be infected by the zombie virus, and so we withdraw our emotions from our spouse. Remember that a lack of emotion is about zombie infection. When we bring emotions back, when we tap into our emotions, when we are able to deal with our hurts and our anger and solve our resentments, when we are able to experience joy and contentment and gratitude for what we have, then we fight off the zombie infection. Every marriage is in danger of that infection, and it spreads so rapidly. It's like in the movies where it's just so easy for it to be transmitted from person to person unless we're diligent to keep our immune system healthy, to keep our relationship strong, to keep our connection thriving. Otherwise, you'll find those shifts happen. The first shift being that we're looking for what are we getting out of the relationship, and all we have to do to fight that back is to look at what can we put back into the relationship. How can we give? When we distract ourselves, that's the second symptom. We distract ourselves and we become focused on other areas and we lose the priority on the relationship. Then we begin to be infected again. But we can fight it off just by recommitting to the relationship and saying the priority is going to be the marriage. When we stop showing up, when we become complacent about listening and we get into those zombie grunts that we often exchange, we are infected. And all we have to do is choose to show up more, to step up, to really be a part of the conversation, of the talk, of listening to the process behind it, of responding to the emotions behind it. We fight off the infection. When there's an absence of emotion, we know we're infected. And all we have to do is tap into those places. When we avoid the hurt, when we avoid addressing the hurt, we grow it. We don't diminish it. 
But when we become grateful, when we look at how we are appreciative of the relationship and grateful for the relationship, we create an immunity. We build in an immunity from the hurts and the pains, and we get back to understanding that the marriage is the important part and the emotions are the important part. And emotions are what demonstrate that we are still fully human, not part of the zombie population. So I invite you now to look and decide how can you fight back any zombie infection that's knocking at the door of your relationship and how to deal with whatever has already infected you. Okay, so now let's talk about how you can respond to this. There are a couple of things you might want to do in order to uh, continue this process. One is to be making sure that you're staying on top of how to work on your marriage. And I invite you to visit my blog. You can get there very easily. If you listen to this on iTunes or somewhere else, you can get to my blog by going to savethemarriageblog.com. It'll take you straight to the blog. You'll find lots of articles, lots of resources, including the podcast that you can listen to any back uh, editions and get a lot of, of help help with that. But we also want to know what you want to know about. What's interesting to you? So I want you to email me any ideas you have for future podcasts at podcast at savethemarriage.com. That's podcast at savethemarriage.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail so that we'll have some idea and hear what you have to say. And you can do that simply by calling the number four, the word help, 44132. That's 4HELP44132. Or if you just want the numbers, that's 443-574-4132, 443-574-4132. Now, the podcast email and that phone number, it's not for you to call and get personal advice. That's not how we do it. We've got other ways of doing that. This is about saying, hey, I really love to hear about this. I've got this question. Let me know how to do that. Also, I invite you to go grab my new Kindle book. How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps. You can get that by just going to savethemarriage.com slash Kindle. That'll take you right there and you can get access to that. All in all, though, I wish you the best. As you continue to fight off that zombie infection, we all have to do stay true to the relationship. Keep showing up and you'll fight off the infection. I wish you the best until the next episode of the Save the Marriage podcast. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.